I stay close to the golden rule and think of fairness, hard work, and loyalty as forever virtues. Life's tougher this way, but it's more rewarding. Some people say these values are old-fashioned, that their time is past. I disagree. They've done people good, and I know your company stands for these values. I compete and win fair and square. No flimflams, no shenanigans. Companies don't want backstabbing cutthroats. They wreak havoc in the office and on the plant floor. They demoralize people around them. Companies instead want people who work hard, compete hard, are fair, and don't step over the prostrate bodies of their vanquished colleagues to reach the corner office. They reach it without long knives, without trap doors. The carnage ruins good people and stellar careers. Business is a contact sport, not. A blood sport. Six. I've serious goals. I work hard for them. I come in. I know what needs to get done. I get it done. I do my work. I don't waste time, and I don't call in sick on sunny Friday mornings or at the hint of a snivel. I'm in great shape. My work is my duty, my responsibility. Not burden, and never something I have to do to get by. Getting by is a dead end. I have big dreams. I have serious goals. To reach them, I know I have to work seriously and hard. That's what I've done since high school. There are no shortcuts, and there are no easy ways out. I deliver good work, right, and on time. In a word, I'm dependable, always. No one likes a goof off. Co-workers resent them. Bosses can't stand them. Neither can depend on the person to reliably deliver, so they end up carrying the entire load, but only for a time. To paraphrase Abraham Lincoln, you can't fool all of the people all of the time. In the end, the person has to shape up, or he'll be forced out. Seven. I write lucid, succinct memoranda. This story made me change my writing style. In 1941, in the middle of World War II, British Prime Minister Winston Churchill sent this memorandum to the First Lord of the Admiralty. Pray state this day on one side of a sheet of paper how the Royal Navy is being adapted to meet the conditions of modern warfare. See, the Royal Navy. I write in simple English, using the fewest words, and I get to the point quickly. I know my boss has little time to waste. I can be a lot more persuasive if he knows what I want right away, in the headline, in the lead sentence, in the first paragraph. And I don't use this skill in anger. I know it'll come back to haunt me. Few business memoranda need to be longer than one or two pages. Keep business letters to four or five paragraphs on one page. If you're writing longer memoranda. You're either repeating yourself or are including irrelevant facts. What you're reading is a life-changing book, not a business memorandum. Have mercy on your readers. Don't bore them. If you do, they'll be less inclined to say yes to what you're asking them to do. You can't bore people into submission. Eight. I'm always on time. My boss. Colleagues, subordinates, customers, and my family depend on me to do my work. 
they also depend on me to do it on time, every time. Some even insist on it. I don't disappoint them. I don't let them down. How could I? I've given my word to people I work with, and my family depends on me to work and earn a living. I'm obligated to do what I've given my word to do, and I'm honor bound to do it on time. I know sometimes it seems compulsive to be so obsessed about punctuality, but what's the alternative? Being late and having to explain and grovel and apologize for it won't cut it in business, and none of these are accepted or admired values either. Everything I do reflects my values, my standards, my persona, and in the end is judged and evaluated by the people around me. Being on time is a hardcore life ethic for me. I try hard to live by it. Your boss and colleagues schedule their work and reciprocal commitments based on a schedule that depends on your being on time, giving them what they need on time. Your customers also count on your delivering on time or sooner. Everyone depends on your commitments, on your word. If you want to get anywhere in business, never let them down. Nine, I'll get to know people in my business. My work, success, livelihood, my entire career depend on the support and goodwill of everyone in my business, inside my company and outside, who can also stall my career or unhinge it altogether. First, I want to know everything about my company: what products we're making, what services we're rendering, how we're pricing them, who are our suppliers. Who are our customers, big and small, and what can I do for my colleagues, or how they might reciprocate? Then, outside my company, I want to know who's who, what's what, who's hot, who's not, and what people in my business can do to boost my company and advance my career. I call people and I write to them, with business news, product and service news, milestones, and slivers of personal news. I go see them at their offices. And visit with them at business lunches, dinners, and conventions. I get to know everyone; they get to know me. People make favorable decisions for their friends and acquaintances. They buy from people they know and recommend their products and services to their friends. It's a fact of life. Doing business with people you know is better than doing business with people you don't know. That includes hiring people you know. One happy circle. Being inside the circle is good for your business, and it's good for your career. Ten, I read business and trade magazines. Going to school, taking courses, and getting a degree is one thing, but to stay on top of what's going on in my business, I read every business and trade magazine I can get my hands on. I don't do it to impress interviewers or my boss. It's the only way to keep up with the fickle consumer and the ever-changing marketplace. Who's doing what? What new ideas are there? What new products and services are announced and introduced? What's hot? What's not? Who's in? Who's out? Leader profiles: executives, innovators, young stars, fresh ideas, consumer trends, new products and services aren't in textbooks. A few might find their way in five or ten years down the road. No one can wait that long. They'll be stale by then anyway. I need to know now.
Without my trade magazines, I couldn't get my work done right or speak knowledgeably about my business. Things are changing fast. I want to keep up. I want to stay on top of things. Companies pay you for what you can do for them with your knowledge, skills, and persona, with your brilliance, enthusiasm, and tenacity. With the relentless pace of change in every business, what you learn in school needs to be updated and augmented continually. And your persona should project your fresh knowledge and ideas. Tell people, show them what you know. Eleven. I fit in anywhere. I also adjust easily. I get along with line workers at the plant, salesmen on the road, accountants in back offices, advertising types from New York, Chicago, San Francisco, or Los Angeles, and executives in corner offices, even the chiefs. On the top floor, people or situations don't phase me, nor do they stop me from approaching, meeting, relating, and connecting with people from all walks of life, with every position and title. I know people from all walks of life. Their social position or business title hasn't gotten in the way of my knowing them. Who they are, what they think, what they do, how they got there, I can learn something from them, and can be a part of their lives. As I want them to be a part of mine, I'm sure they'll enrich it. Never say you're a people person. It sounds trivial, hackneyed, and besides, everyone else says it. You have to imprint your own style. People like authentic personalities. Affirm your self-confidence by the ease with which you meet people, speak with them, express your opinions, and elicit theirs. Enjoy the moment, and tell them you did. Twelve. I 